Welcome back to Personalization Outbreak Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the secrets of emotional intelligence that will help you become a better leader, a much more effective leader. Our guest today is Harvey Deutschendorf. Harvey is an emotional intelligence expert on a mission to help people boost their personal effectiveness and success through practical techniques and insights. His latest book, The Other Kind of Smart, Simple Ways to Boost Your Emotional Intelligence for Greater Personal Effectiveness and Success, has been published across the world and has garnered critical acclaim for his groundbreaking ideas. Now, Harvey's work has been frequently featured in top publications like Fast Company and Real Leaders Magazine, and he is a monthly columnist for HR Professionals Magazine. Now, together, we'll explore how to apply emotional intelligence so that you can make better decisions, create a more positive atmosphere, and ultimately reach new heights for success. So before we get started, please click the like button below, share it with your colleagues, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media at Glendiopis. Let's get started. Join us at the Healthcare in the Age of Personalization virtual conference on May 3 to 4. Two massive shifts are happening in healthcare simultaneously. A shift to value and a shift in demographics. We're bringing together some of today's top healthcare executives, patients, and practitioners to discuss how to provide better care and experiences in today's age of personalization. I think we have to change the definition of health. We have to think about the social and economic and educational outcomes as well as the health outcomes. Learn from experts in consumerism and healthcare, inclusive patient care systems, population health, and much more. So it's not just the person with the diagnosis, it's what's around them, their family, their friends, and that is part of their whole being. Register now and get free access to the Leadership in the Age of Personalization course at Lightspeed Virtual Training. Join us today at healthcaresummit.ageofpersonalization.com. You are listening to Personalization Outbreak, a podcast about the collapse of traditional corporate standards in today's more personalized world. I'm Glenn Yopis. I'm a leadership strategist, author, contributor to Forbes, and founder of the Leadership in the Age of Personalization movement. On this show, I'm interviewing executives across multiple sectors to find out how the balance between standardization and personalization can exist. Harvey. It is fantastic to have you on the show. How you're doing? And thanks again. Yes, I'm doing wonderful. I'm just uh, excited to be on your show, Matt. So, uh, yeah. Well, you know, Harvey, as we as we prepared for today, you have a tremendous backstory. I, I'd appreciate you sharing with the audience how you became an author, and you know what got you interested in emotional intelligence. Yes. Well, that's. Yes, thank you for letting me share that. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about this for hours, but I know we got to be brief. So, um, basically, my parents uh, were refugees after the Second World War. Um, they had to leave their their country, uh, fleeing the uh, the Red Army, and uh, they uh, after the the war, uh, they decided to. My father decided he wanted to come to Canada because the rest of the family were settled in Europe, but he wanted to start a business. He couldn't 
see the opportunity there instead to come to Canada. They're penniless. They lost everything. Uh, had to borrow money from the church for passage, come across uh, to Canada. And uh, for the first uh, 12 years, we lived in real dire poverty. Um, my mother told us someday she fed my brother and I on an orange a day. I don't remember that, actually, but uh, it's a good thing. Anyways, um, my father was always very, very angry. Um, and, uh, you know, he could be quite abusive. So um, it was a lot of tension in the home, a lot of negativity, uh, a lot of conflict. Um, so I decided my best chance of getting out of there was to get a get a good education. That was my ticket out. So um, I went to university. I, I got to get, went far beyond what anybody thought I was, uh, you know, would do. Uh, my uh, my parents weren't well educated at all, and uh, so, uh, but so I got out to the world. I um, I didn't have the life that I wanted. I didn't have the job that I wanted. Um, I didn't have the relationships that I wanted, and I, and I couldn't figure out why. I read lots of self help and didn't couldn't find any real answers there. And uh, here I was supposed to be enjoying life because I you know I, I had made it. I was you know working as a professional, but. And then I read one day, uh, there's a book out called uh, Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. So I, this looks interesting. I, I bought it, and, and, and there's a sentence that just jumped out at me. It said, uh, your intelligence can come to naught when your emotions hold sway. And this was an aha. You know, my, my principal at school had said to me, Harvey, you, you got a good head on your shoulders, don't let it go to your head. Like I, 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 I thought I was fairly smart, but but it was my emotions that were getting in the way. I was, you know, I grew up with negativity, everything. I was suspicious of everything. I had trouble, you know, thinking that everybody wasn't out to get me or, you know, whatever. That was the, the situation at home. It was it was a very negative-based uh, kind of thing. So I said, well, this is it. This is what I got to change. And so I joined the men's group called, uh, that was starting up in Edmonton at the time, Mankind Project. And I started we start working. We work on our emotions, and and uh, you know, we really take you know, unpack our emotions, and we deal with them. And things started to change for me. And then I thought, well, I, I you know, um, I, I read Goldman's book, and I said, well, this is all great, really great stuff, but it's it's quite academic. You don't really know at the end of the book. Hey, I, I want to use this. I want to change my. But what do I do? So I thought somebody's got to write a book that sort of lets people know what they can do to change their emotional intelligence, you know, and, and a way that everybody understands. So I said, well, I'm somebody, you know, I'd written a book a long time ago and I got it published. So I thought, well, I, I can do this. So, so I did write uh, the other kind of smart. And uh, yeah, since then, that's been my life. I think, you know, this has been my mission in life to, to spread the word about emotional intelligence because it's, it's transferring my life totally. It's, it's changing my life around my life. Very, very, very positive now. I've got uh, great friends. Uh, I'm doing what I love to do. And that wouldn't have happened without knowing about uh, emotional intelligence and, and working with it. That's the trick. We have to work with it. Well, you know, Harvey, um, adversity can be a very powerful thing. And I've always said that as individuals, we are the most important and immediate opportunity. And uh, you certainly figured that out. Uh, and one thing that one line that jumped at me that you shared was this. It wasn't until I realized who I was that I was able to begin to live life. What did you mean by that? 
Well, I, you know, the, the, the person that I was, 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 was out there. Yeah. That, uh, I, I had, uh, I had developed a lot of habits and, and things like that. There were bad habits where, where, you know, and a lot of negativity, a lot of negative emotions that weren't really me. So I had to get out there and I had to figure out what I, what I was and also what I wanted to do with my life, you know, because some things, um, you know, that I was doing some work that I was doing didn't fulfill me, didn't make me happy. It's because it wasn't me. That's what isn't what my strengths were. So I had to finally figure out who I was and, and what I really wanted to do with my life and, and what, you know, what was okay and what wasn't okay. What was really there and, and who was I really? So, uh, I spent the, and I'm still working on that. It's, it's a lifetime. I'm still discovering things about myself. Hey, I think that's something that's part of all of our lives journeys, right, Harvey? So keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. It's like when I go to, you know, I go to my men's group and, and, and some, some, some other man is, is doing some of their, call their work, uh, something that they're dealing with. You know, I, I discover something about myself. Okay. This, you know, I, you know, th this is part of me or I've experienced this. So, so it's a continuous, um, you know, it's growth throughout your life. We all discover things. We never stop learning about ourselves or discovering things. I mean, there's layer after layer after layer. It's, you know, it's like these, these Russian dolls, you, you know, you pull one out and there's another one underneath there. There's so many different layers that we have, which, <laughs> which is fascinating. And it, it's, 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 um, you know, that's the most important thing we can do in our lives. I think then is, is learning about ourselves because if we don't know who we are, we'll live somebody else's life. We'll live somebody else's expectation. We'll never discover what we really want to do or, whatever makes us happy or fulfilled. We, we have to continue that journey. That's the only way we're going to have to find out. Well, you know a lot of, you know that most people live that way, Harvey. I'm sure you know that better than I do. But yes. I've learned that you know, yep. people have become so dependent upon trying to be what other people want them to be rather than what they seek to be themselves. And for those that feel that way, Harvey, first of all, what is emotional intelligence? And why is it so important for people who don't know themselves yet? Well, it's very important. Because it's a good question, Len, because <clears throat> emotional intelligence is our ability to uh, um, to recognize, to differentiate, and to manage our own emotions and the emotions of those around us. Now, um, <laughs> sort of the job definition. I would say we can manage our own emotions pretty well. Not so much of those are honest, but I know we can influence others' emotions. That's, you know, we, you know, we can all agree on that. We, we can influence by the way we behave and by the way we interact with them. Now, that's that's so important because, uh, yeah, um, knowing knowing how we're feeling gives us all kinds of clues. And, and, you know, so we can go back to why do we feel that way? What is this bringing up for us? And a lot of time it just goes back to, things that happened to us, even uh, in our childhood, it goes way back. You know, what we do in our men's group is say, you know, somebody's feeling something. When's the first time this happened to you? When did you learn this? What, what triggered this? How, how did this come about? So if we go back and we figure out why we learned these, these different emotions, we can manage them. We can, we can, we can form different, you know, next time that happens, we don't have to we don't have to react to that. We know, okay, this is 
this is happening to me. I'm being triggered by something. You know, we're able to manage it. We're able to choose how we respond to it. We're, we're, we, we can make better decisions. Hmm. Herbie, why is it that some people have more emotional intelligence than others? And, you know, I ask this question because you know, after the pandemic, it seems as if emotional intelligence has become another hot trend all over again. Why is it so important? Well, it's because the pandemic sort of brought out both the, the the best and the worst of us, I suppose. And it brought out so much fear and anxiety and, and, and so much disruption. And a lot of that is is to do with with how we we uh, we respond, how we respond to things that are going on in our environment, and and our, our emotions will help us. Um, you know, determine how we respond because most of the time we make decisions uh, based on on our emotions, and then after we try to we justify them by using our logic, using our reasoning. But our decisions—we're emotional beings. We make we make all our emotions uh, based. Uh, you know, like Dale Carnegie says, we're we're we make decisions based on our emotion. We're not really rational beings like we believe we are. First of all, because we first of all, we uh, feel before we think. That's forget anything that I said today. This is important. We feel before we think, because when something comes in, uh, some from from our environment, we pick something up. First of all, we feel we feel something, and it's only after a few seconds that 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 message reaches our thinking brain, our, our prefrontal con. Our prefrontal cortex. It, it so we feel first. So when somebody, this number of people that have said, "My Angelo, you know, people will forget what you said, but they they will forget how you made them feel because that's the first thing is how you made them feel." Okay, and everything else they can forget, but that that is a, a prime. Uh, that's a prime thing, the main thing. You'll remember how somebody made you feel. So, Harvey, what is the difference or the relationship between an intelligence quotient and emotional intelligence? Because I almost feel that I'm that other kind of smart. Yeah. <laughs> well, intelligence is our ability to, you know, to 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 reason, to think logically, to to uh, you know make make connections between different things, uh, and actually what. Our cognitive intelligence and research have done. The only thing that it totally determines is how how well we do in school. Our grades are, are based upon our our cognitive intelligence. But but a lot of our success in life uh, is based on on how well we, you know, our emotional talents. Because our emotional intelligence determines the kind of relationships we make with other, which to a large degree. Will determine how successful we are in life. It's not the most intelligent people. You can be the smartest person in the world if you can't interact with other people. If you can't develop relationships with other people, it, it it's not going to matter very much because all of our success is to do whether it's in work or or whether it's in all areas of life. It's to do with our ability to 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 form good relationships with people. Yeah. You know, Harvey, um, it's so refreshing to hear you say this because here we are, right? We're in this age of personalization where the individual is now defining 
the process towards a shared mission. In other words, they don't want to be told what to do anymore. They want to have more influence over their lives, how they can think, uh, what they're capable of doing, and how and to bring that uh, into a present state where they feel as if they're influencing more, contributing more, so that they have this more meaningful and purposeful way of life. Um, explain uh, to us how emotional intelligence could actually make us more intelligent. Well, emotional intelligence can, can, can help us make more intelligence because it helps us make better decisions because a lot of times we, we can make uh, decisions um, just, just based on totally on our emotions without thinking. That, that happens all the time. I mean, I, what, I did it. So, so, yeah. so Harvey, forgive yeah. me for interrupting, but yeah. it, it, based on that point you just made, why is it that people will say in business all the time, and maybe this is just a product of, of standardization, but uh, why do they say, hey, don't be so emotional in your thinking? Isn't that taking an important part out of our ability to make good judgments? Or is yeah. it the opposite? Yeah, because thinking actually, don't be so emotional. We, we have to be aware when we're thinking of, of what our emotions are, are saying to us. Um, but we have to be able to manage those emotions when they come into it, when they come into our, our thinking. Um, because sometimes emotions can, you know, they're, they're giving us clues, they're giving us information. But we have to know when when our emotions are giving us good information and when we have to override our emotions um and and we, we if we're making important decisions we should never make important decisions when when we're in in a high or low emotional state because uh, it's going to override any decision that we, we we make we should you know sort of a, we also always need to give ourselves time between our emotions and when we make decisions have to think things through because when we make decisions of our emotion from we're reacting we're reacting yep. strictly for emotions if we give ourselves time to think things through uh, we're responding and we'll make a much better decision when we've been able to think things through and yeah when you mentioned uh how do we the good thing about emotional intelligence uh, compared to our iq our cognitive thinking is that we can develop emotional intelligence. Our IQ is basically set when we're probably about 18. You know, we have what we have, but when our emotional intelligence, we, we can develop it, we can increase it. That's the beauty of it. And if our parents had good emotional intelligence and the people we were around when we were growing up, we would pick that up. So a lot, some of it is, uh, is nature. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna likely have more emotional intelligence but a lot of it is is nurture. We can develop it. It's regardless of what where we're at. You know how lucky we are with, you know, the people, you know, the, who are our parents or whatever. Uh, we can develop it, and I I'm a perfect example of that. There's so many people that we got to take the time and the effort and do um, what's called the emotional labor. Do do the work required uh, to so develop. So Harvey, what is the work required for someone right now that just is either too skeptical or just too just feeling so negative about their lives, especially now during this time of uh, uncertainty? Yeah, well, the 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 the, the thing is, I guess that uh, 
is to dig into that negativity first of all. Why why do you feel so negative? What's what's at the root of it? Look at that and then say, well, okay. Um, start also looking at what's gone right. What have you done in your life? You know that that's that's gone well, and uh, right. you know you look you look for evidence that that's not true. Everything isn't negative. You know, so you look for for others. Not everything is negative. You look for for evidence that there's there's a lot of positive going on too, and uh, so you focus on that. You you choose. There's a saying, you know, we 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 can't we can't stop our emotions. They're like waves, but we can choose the ones that we surf. So we don't have to ride that. You know, we, we have to feel the emotions when they're coming. We can't stop them. We can't suppress them, deny them. But we don't have to surf them. We can choose the emotions that we surf. We can choose yeah. to surf positive emotions when we're feeling something good. We can choose to ride that emotion. And, and, and you know, when, when, when we focus on those emotions, those we're, we'll experience more. It's, it's what we choose to focus on. We have that choice, whether we want to be negative or, or positive. We, we, that's totally within our control. You know, my dad always used to tell me, Harvey, that uh, happiness is an emotion that comes and goes and that our responsibility as human beings is to remember what those happy times felt like and then take it upon yourself to create the conditions to repeat those motions and discover those emotions again. Any thoughts as we wrap up the show? Well, that's very, very wise. Very wise where it's exactly what <laughs> per Yeah. That's what I would say. Just recreate that that uh, moment of happiness. Ride ride that happiness wave. D- do more of it. Uh, like somebody wrote, I just can't remember whose name is just. You so know, what's the future? What's the future of emotional intelligence, Harvey? What's it look like? Well, I, I think it's going to expand and expand, and I, I think there's more people that are going to be be realizing the the importance of it, and uh, re, you know, learning about it, doing the work that's necessary, and I think. Uh, I hope I, I'm hoping that, and uh, you know, especially now with, with such a, we're having so much problems with, with mental health around the globe since COVID, and it's just, and I think that's that can be a solution that that can empower everyone to take control of their lives and, and and make the changes that they need to. Well, Harvey, you inspired me many years ago uh, when I first read the other kind of smart. Uh, what an honor for me to now. After all these years, be able to meet the individual that uh, made me believe more in myself because I always thought I was a little bit different than everybody else. So, uh, number one, thank you for that. But I've got to believe that you're ready for another book, Harvey. What's next? What's in store for you? Well, uh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. Then, yes, there's another book coming out, and I just found out from my publisher it's going to be out on August 29th. It's called The Emotional Intelligence Game Changers. And it's 101 ways to win at work in life, and it's a comedy. It's a a series of uh, short articles similar to ones I write for Fast Company. You know, it's some of our own leadership. A lot of them are just about how to how to uh, take charge of our own lives and make our own lives better. And and uh, yeah, so just short short pieces on that that people can look at and you know read and and give them some pointers right away, tips that they can use in everyday life. My father always used to say, when you enrich your mind with meaningful knowledge each day, it'll grow stronger. And when you put it to the test, it will grow wiser. You're yes. a wise man. 
Harvey, uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you so much for the time you've spent with us today and the nuggets of wisdom that you've shared along the way. And as we end every show, when you lead in the age of personalization, you will see things that others don't. Do what others won't and keep pushing when prudence says quit. Thank you very much, Harvey. Have a great day. It's been a pleasure. You take care. Thanks for listening to Personalization Outbreak. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss a show. If you enjoyed the content, visit ageofpersonalization.com to check out our free streaming video series and learn how to get involved in the movement. I'm Glenn Yopis. I wish you a good day. And remember, without strategy, change is merely substitution, not evolution.